You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome into a 30-minute edition of Crunch Time right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana sports station. Matt Miguez, the game hotline is 337-706-0111. Broadcasting live from the FCO Development Studios in Upper Lafayette. FCO Development is a civil construction company that specializes in new multifamily construction. The Houston Astros found themselves down 6-1 to one last night. Headed into the bottom of the eighth inning. Scored two runs in the bottom of the eighth. You score four runs in the bottom of the ninth and walk it off seven to six to complete the sweep over the Chicago Cubs. Also, the McNeese State Cowboys played last night. That game did not go as well as it did for the Houston Astros. We'll recap that. Plus, we'll look ahead to LSU and Louisiana, both starting their three-game series tonight. Producer and co-host, Mr. James Mesh. James, happy Thursday. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fine, Matt. How about you? I'm doing incredibly. Ready for some great baseball tonight. But before we get to that, because I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it just because we have so much local to get to in the short amount of time that we have today. The NBA playoffs last night. (laughs) Oh, buddy. Oh, James. Look. I think we might under. I think I might have underestimated the Miami Heat a little bit. One twenty-three to one sixteen. Miami was able to take down Boston, and really, they did it all in the third quarter, which has killed Boston all postseason long. Right, because I didn't feel super confident in it last night since Jimmy Butler and the Heat have taken Game One and each series that they played in this in this postseason so far. So I didn't feel great about it. And knowing the record that the Celtics have had lately at home in the playoffs, now eight and nine in the last 17 home games in the playoffs, mm-hmm. not the best. No, it's not. So it didn't feel great about it. However, in three of the quarters, the Celtics in total were up by 14. It's just that third quarter. That they really lost their identity. They forgot how to play defense. The offense became putrid at times. And it ultimately resulted in them being down by 21 indifference. Giving up 46, only making 25. Jimmy Butler was incredible. 35 points. 9 of 10 from the free throw line, had 7 assists, 5 steals, 6 I mean, steals, six steals, 5 rebounds. I mean, he was just everywhere. He looks like a free safety at times. He was just roaming, and then as soon as he saw a pass like in his range, he snagged it. What was Tatum doing when, he, when it looked like he just <sighs> gave it right? Like, here you go. The, the issue was Boston for like five, six, seven possessions. They It didn't touch Tatum's hands once. 
in that fourth quarter late. And then when it finally got to them, they had called a timeout. And then at that point, it was like, okay, we need to get Tatum the ball. So Tatum was pretty much the only one who touched the, the ball that possession. And he just tried to dribble, tried to size him up for 20 seconds, and then finally passes it out. But it was in a bad lane, and Jimmy Butler just took it. And then back-to-back possessions, Tatum traveled. Both of, his feet left the, both of his feet left the ground, and then they both landed, and it was like, what are you doing? Like, whatever momentum you could have had to make it a one-possession game and maybe secure it with, like, a buzzer-beating three, it was ruined because of the tur- the three turnovers by Jason Tatum late, and then even before that, you losing your momentum and not letting it touch, not letting the ball touch the hands of your best player. Boston has struggled at home this postseason, which is incredibly surprising considering for the longest time, the Garden was one of the toughest places to win, especially in the postseason. I mean, look at the regular season record for the Celtics. They went 32-9 and nine at home. Right. You don't lose in Boston. So for, for them to struggle so much at home in the playoffs has been very surprising, almost a little bit concerning. And uh, ho- hopefully they can figure it out in, uh, in game two tomorrow night. But look, let's go back to this Astros game. 7-6 to six win for the Astros, sweeping the Cubs. The biggest thing about this contest that sticks out to me, J.P. France is human. His first two appearances, he did so well, you were wondering, oh man, you know, this guy might be a robot or something. It's crazy how his first two appearances ever in the MLB, he could pitch the way that he did. Well, last night he came back down to earth. Three and two-thirds innings, he gave up nine hits. All six runs were earned off of him. He walked two, struck out two, gave up three home runs and a triple in those three and two-thirds innings. But the Astros, I mean, the Cubs didn't get anything after that. Seth Martinez, Ryan Stanek, Rafael Montero, Hector Neris, and Brian Abreu all came in and really held their own, only giving up four hits, no runs, and seven strikeouts among those five pitchers. And then the eighth and ninth inning is when everything really woke up for the Houston Astros. You had an RBI double from Bregman, and then you had an RBI single from Abreu to score Bregman in the eighth, made it 6-3. And then at the bottom of the ninth, a two-run homer by Jake Myers made it 6-5 before a two-run single from Kyle Tucker scored Bregman and Pena to win the game for the Astros 7-6. to six. Nothing like some heart-stopping four runs in the ninth, huh, James? Right. I mean, look, I'm just glad you got the win. But And, and I was also glad to see Kevin Foote was able to make it into work today. And they, they, they didn't give him an aneurysm while he was sitting there sweating because the Astros were down 6-2 to two in the 6-1 the, to one in the eighth inning. Uh, but with the win, the Astros improved to 24-19. They have the day off today before they host the Oakland A's this weekend. The McNeese Cowboys hosted Miami of Ohio last night in the first game of a three-game series at Joe Miller Ballpark. 
And I'm just here to tell you, game one did not go the Cowboys' way. They fell to the Red Hawks 14-8 last night. McNeese gave up eight runs in the second inning. 11 of the total runs came in the first four innings. It was 11-1 to headed into the bottom of the fourth last night. McNeese able to get some offense in the middle innings there in the fifth and sixth inning and then added a little bit more on in the seventh. But the story of the game from the Cowboys' perspective, when you look at the statistics, you got 10 base hits. You were walked eight times. And you left 11 on base. You can't leave double digits on base and expect to win a game. You just you just can't. Especially when... The opposing team gets 16 hits, has six batters walked, and only leaves seven. Um, But look, you know, baseball is one of those games where bad nights happen, and I think that's just what last night was. Uh, Because if you look at the numbers, I think McNeese is a better better baseball team than Miami is. Um, I think last night was just a bad night at the office, which happens. Uh, So McNeese could definitely bounce back tonight in Game 2 of the series, starting at 6 o'clock, and then they'll wrap it up tomorrow at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, again at Joe Miller Ballpark in Lake Charles. Meanwhile, the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns start their three-game set with Southern Miss at Pete Taylor Park tonight. First game getting underway at 6 o'clock. Southern Miss, second place in the Sun Belt. The Cajuns right now sit at third. James thinks could get very interesting with this series, and we've talked all week about how this has become a rivalry game over the last couple of years, and now it's also a conference series. What do the Cajuns need to do to feel good about this weekend as they head into the Sunbelt Conference Tournament? I would probably look to hopefully get some more consistent pitching. That would definitely help. Because you can you you have a nice offense with the Cajuns. You usually give yourself good opportunities to steal bases and put your runners in scoring position, but it, it won't matter if your pitching is as, consist, as inconsistent as, we, as we've seen at times with the Cajuns. Jackson Nazoo is going to go tonight for the Cajuns. He's 8-4 on the season. With a 6.81 ERA, he will face Tanner Hall, which is Southern Miss's best arm. He's a junior from Zachary, Louisiana. He is 10-3 on the season with a 2.70 ERA. Tomorrow, it'll be Carson Fluno against Billy Oldham. And then Saturday has not yet been announced for the Cajuns, but Southern Miss will go with the right-hander Matt Adams, who is 3-2 on the season with a 4.15 ERA. Tonight at 6, tomorrow at 6, Saturday at 1 before the Sunbelt Conference Tournament takes place next week in Montgomery, Alabama. We'll take a timeout here on Crunch Time. When we return, we'll preview LSU baseball, which you will hear right here on the game beginning at 4.30. We'll look at the PGA Championship. We'll look at the NHL playoffs. And we'll wrap up the Raging Cajuns golf season right here on the game.
This is Crunch Time on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Riding coasters, live music, and fried fair food. That's right. The Cajun Heartland State Fair is back. And the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, is giving away family packs of ride tickets. Just text CHSF to 337-283-8100 for a chance to win a family pack of tickets. That's 80 tickets to the Cajun Heartland State Fair at the Cajun Dome, May 25th to June 4th, brought to you by The Game at Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. This is Crunch Time, live from the Evco Development Studios in Upper Lafayette on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. 418, welcome back to Crunch Time right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, Matt Miguez and James Mesh. James LSU getting ready to take on Georgia at Foley Field. Pre-game at 4.30. First pitch set for 5 o'clock in this matchup. Georgia on the season, 28-24. They're 10-17. and 17. In the SEC, they're on a three-game losing streak right now. They're 19-11 and 11 in the friendly confines of Foley Field. You know, when, when you look at the, this series, I'm almost wondering if LSU should pull what Auburn pulled on them just a couple weeks ago. Auburn held their ace until Saturday and it really rattled LSU and it dropped they dropped the Saturday game and then really couldn't recover on Sunday wondering if LSU should do the same thing and obviously it's too late now they're going to pitch Paul Skeens tonight but I'm almost thinking should they have held him for the Friday matchup and maybe created a mismatch between their arms because if you look at the Bulldogs' numbers in a in a pitching and a batting standpoint for their, their 28 and 24 baseball team, I'll start with the offense. Charlie Condon is their leading hitter, a 415 average on the season. He's 10 doubles, one triple, 24 homers, 65 RBIs. He's got a slugging percentage of 850 and an OPS of 1.361. Connor Tate right behind him with a 390 average. They've got some strong hitters here, James, when you look at it. Uh, you've, got the, you've got Tate at 390. You've got Condon at 415. And then everybody else just kind of hangs around the 250-plus range, 253, 264. Pair of guys at 281. you got a guy at 284 as, as well. So, and then Parks Harbor, you know, he he had a strong year last year. He's got 17 home runs so far on this season. So this is clearly a power-hitting Georgia team, which I think plays well into LSU's hands because, again, Paul Skeens is going to throw a lot of strikes, and he's going to throw strikes a lot harder and a lot faster than a lot of other pitchers in the SEC. He's a dangerous arm. He works quickly. He's got a lot of control with his with his pitches. And I think he's really gonna 
be able to execute well against this Georgia lineup. I'm not worried about tonight. I'm worried about tomorrow. And I'm worried about Saturday. Because look, I like Ty Floyd. Ty Floyd's a good pitcher. But he's up and down. And right now he is in a down. And I'm just, I'm wondering when he's going to come out of it. Because if it's not this weekend, it has to be in the SEC tournament next week in Hoover. And then Sunday, you know, is it Christian Little? Do you go with somebody else? There, there's a lot of questions to answer there. Javen Coleman has looked good in, in spurts, but is he ready to be a starter? I mean, you're still in the process of working him back in from Tommy John surgery. How many innings can he really throw? So look, if I'm LSU, from an offensive perspective, you have to go out and win tonight. You got to take tonight's game. Because if you don't, and you threw Paul Skeens and didn't win, well then... That might be a uh, that that might be an issue there. You look at their pitchers for Georgia. Liam Sullivan has a five point eight three ERA in thirteen appearances. He's four and two on the season. Fifty eight and two thirds innings. He has seventy strikeouts. He is their strikeout leader. Uh, Jaden Woods has sixty one strikeouts on the season. All of their pitchers. That, that have starter starting experience of the season are hanging somewhere in, in the fours in, in terms of an ERA, which isn't bad, other than Liam Sullivan and Jaden Woods, who are, who are in the mid-fives. I am ready to see how LSU is going to combat the back end of the bullpen. What Thatcher Hurt are you going to see? What Blake money are you going to see? What Sam Dutton are you going to see? What Michael Bucknam are you going to see? Because LSU, I've said it for weeks now, the downfall of this team will be their bullpen. If this team does not win a national championship, 20 years from now, somebody's going to look at you and go, man, you remember that 2023 LSU team? And you're going to say, God, I wish they would have had pitching. And it doesn't have to be 20 years. Five years from now. Somebody, man, you remember that Dylan Cruz kid? Remember Tommy White? Like how good he is in the majors. The, the, those MVPs in the majors? Remember when LSU had them and couldn't win a natty? That's going to hurt. That conversation's going to hurt. It's going to be a huge missed opportunity. You got to figure out the back end of the bullpen, and you got to figure it out fast because this is the last regular season series of the season. The SEC tournament is next week. Regionals are right after that. You are running out of time. I think this is a good opportunity, though, since this is the last regular season game. Even if you lose, it's not going to be optimal by any stretch of the imagination, but with this not necessarily counting in next weekend being the SEC conference tournament. To me, this is the weekend to try some stuff. Like, obviously, having Paul Skeens for Friday has obviously worked. I mean, Paul Skeens is 
arguably the best pitcher in the country. But it's like I'm almost wondering, maybe try and shake it up a little bit. Change some things, see if like some experimentation may work. Because a change of pace could be the difference for LSU. It's possible. Uh, I'd be interested to see how they could pull that off. Because it doesn't hurt to try it right now. No, for sure. If you try it in the SEC tournament, that's different. If you try doing it in the regionals, that's different. But doing it in the last regular season yeah. series, like, give it a shot. Like, see if that changes your pulse and maybe ha- flips a switch in some guys, especially in the bullpen. Let's go to Rochester, New York quickly now. The PGA Championship in full swing. Bryson DeChambeau in the lead currently four under with a 66 posted in the first round. Scotty Scheffler and Corey Connors right behind him at three under. Keegan Bradley, Victor Hovland, Adam Scott, Justin Rose at two under. Scroll down, Sam Burns, Louisiana, an LSU native, one under. He's tied for 11th so far today through seven holes. Uh, But the storyline so far, James, has to be the world's number one. John Rahm. He's six over after the first round. Shot a 76 today. And that's after starting the round with a birdie on number one. John Rahm did not have a good day. He's currently tied for 132nd. I'm interested to see what the cut's going to be tomorrow. And if he can overcome it. Six over for Rom, six over for Fitzpatrick. Xander Shoffley currently four over through six. Tony Finau four over through six as well. This is always a fun tournament, the PGA Championship. And, you know, you look at the course they're playing at Oak Hill up in upstate New York. One thing that's going to be intriguing to watch is how the weather plays into this. They had to delay the tournament by over an hour this morning because there was frost on the course. It was in the 30s this morning. Wouldn't we want to have the 30s here in southwest Louisiana? I don't know about y'all, but I would. Even 50s. I would would kill to be able to wear a hoodie right about now. Even 60s. Right. Hell, I would take low 70s. Because this <laughs> 86, when it's mostly cloudy. Matt's not a fan. Too, no, I'm sure not. I sure am not. Lakers, Nuggets, who wins? I think the Lakers respond tonight. Ooh. All right. I'm going Denver. I don't blame you. I think Denver takes a 2 nothing lead. I'm going to go out on a limb. I, I think the Lakers make things really interesting in the series early on, and they get a win in, in Denver. Does McNeese win tonight? Do they I, bounce back? I think they do. Because that 14-8 game last night, that kind of felt like a slap in the face. Does LSU get the series started off on the right foot? I think they do. And then lastly, do the Cajuns pick up a win over Southern Miss tonight in game one? I think they do as well. Oh, he's going for the trifecta. All right, we're gonna do we're gonna do an experiment. Hit a lottery. <laughs> we're gonna do an experiment tomorrow. I'm gonna be in Baton Rouge covering the Baton Rouge Regional for the Cajuns. 
So James Mesh is going to host the show by himself. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a fun 30 minutes. It, it, it's time for the young buck to fly. To so, fly. So hang around uh, tomorrow, 4 to 4.30. James Mesh is going to fill you in on everything that happens at Tiger Park and in baseball tonight. Until then, for James Mesh, I'm Matt Miguez. Be safe, be well, give a hug to your mom and them, and James is back tomorrow, 4 to 4.30, right here on The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. Let's now throw it over to Foley Field in Athens, Georgia, with the voice of the Tigers, Chris Blair, LSU and Georgia, right here on The Game.